Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. And the talk you're about to hear is from our current message series, Is Like... Ancient Parables for a Modern Faith. So let's get straight into it. So today, what I want to do is is just to start with a, a little group of parables that we thought would be a great place to start because there's a group of parables that are called the Kingdom Parables. And they generally have something in the text, something like the Kingdom of God is like or the Kingdom of Heaven is like. And we thought with our our theme over this year uh, being Your Kingdom Come, we thought that that would be a great place to start. We won't spend the whole series in them, but also we won't try and cover all 46 parables just to to relieve any pressure there. Um, But we just thought that would be a great place to start. And so I'm going to start with with three of these cool parables. The parable of the growing seed in Mark 4, the parable of the mustard seed, uh, the parable of yeast. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, what I'd love you to do, or on your phones or whatever, I'd love you to uh, turn into both Mark 4 and Luke 13. Mark 4 and Luke 13. I was thinking, you can't kind of do that with a, you know, like on a phone, can you? can't put your finger in one page and flip it. Anyway, there are shortcomings with technology. <clears throat> uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to read a couple of them out of Mark 4 and then out of Luke 13 we're going to read the one about the yeast. And, uh, and what we want to do is to, just to give, um, dig out some great kingdom gold as we go through. All good? Everyone still awake, not too uh, you know, sleepy after the, uh, the wedding last night and so forth? You know. If you see someone nodding off next to you, you know, that was awake, just give them, a good, give them a good nudge. Anyway, Mark 4, verse 26. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself... The soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. The parable of the growing seed. Planted in the ground, somehow it grows. The parable of the mustard seed, next, straight on in verse 30, still in Mark 4. Again he said, what shall the kingdom of God, uh, sorry, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Um, Up the front here, uh, these are some mustard seeds. Can you see them down the back? 
<laughs> that was a bit of a joke because they're really tiny. You can't see them. I can't really see them. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're, they're really tiny uh, seeds, little mustard seeds. Yeah. They really are tiny. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Just trust me. Come and have a look later. Uh, and then we've got the parable of the yeast in Luke 13. I'm going to read this version from. Again he asked, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds, that's about 27 kilograms of flour, until it worked all through the dough. Again, up the front here I've got some yeast. I'm sure that's probably a little bit more familiar to most people. Uh, but yeast being mixed into 27 kilograms of flour... <laughs> Like, how many loaves of bread would that bake? That's got to be a serious load of bread, right? 27 kilos of flour. You know, across these three parables, we've, got, we've definitely got a common theme that comes out of them. A theme of little things that through time have a big impact. Seeds that, when planted, magically grow to produce grain. Mustard seeds that are the tiniest of all seeds produce the largest of all garden plants. Yeast that makes such a small portion of the dough amazingly works itself through the dough and causes it to rise to its potential as it's baked into bread. And so it is with the kingdom of God, you know. The small little bit, the small little bit of faith, the small little bit of time, the small moment, the small conversation, the small idea, the small act of kindness, the small faith step, the small changes in attitude or behavior, the small promptings that we follow, the small decisions that we make, the small sense of God speaking on our, on our hearts can lead to very significant, meaningful, large kingdom impacts. Whether they look large on the outside is not the point. The point is that they have significance about them. You know, this morning, for example, it's a, it's a, it's a great example. Someone just has a small sense of God speaking to them during worship, just, just a, a nudge on their heart. And that could have a very significant big impact for somebody else as it's shared and activated and prayed upon, you know? It's just these small things. The, the way that the kingdom works is like, it's like a growing seed. It's like a mustard seed. It's like yeast. Sometimes it's small and it's, it's not big and fancy. It's those small sort of moments that can happen. A small group of 12 disciples had an impact that meant that literally billions of people through time have been able to encounter a living, real, meaningful relationship with our God. A small beginning, a small seed. And it has to be one, if not the key message, that these three little parables start to bring out, right? About the kingdom of God. What's it like? Whatever that little handful of seeds in our own lives is that we can see, God can do something with. He can do something meaningful and significant and big with. But there are also some quite cool subtleties that are going on in these stories 
that are, that are good to bring out, kind of the behind the scenes, if you like. Uh, for example, the, the growing seed. Uh, at the end of it, he, he says, as soon as the grain is ripe, this is the twist in the story, right? As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, again, many of those that he was speaking to would have known that that was a reference to the prophet Joel's words in, from the Old Testament. And so what Joel's talking about when those words are used in, uh, for him is he's talking about the kingdom of God coming, this, this big, grandiose kind of moment of the kingdom coming, of God uh, announcing his arrival, of, of restoration coming to Israel's people, this moment of, of great victory that is going on, that he sees. And it would be a day that those that were listening were really looking forward to. They were really cherishing the thought of God coming and doing that. And he's telling them that, that this promised moment of God is coming, but it's not coming in a way that they would necessarily be expecting it. It's not coming with grandiose, all-conquering military might. There's a subtlety uh, beneath the surface first type of activity. There's patience that's needed. There's growth that can take place, even without you really knowing quite how it's happening. The kingdom of God is, is often in that subtle, under-the-surface type of activity. Then there's the language and the imagery around the seed that is laid in the earth that then arises. The farmer goes to bed and gets up. And the cool thing is here that the, the word that they're using for getting up is a common word for resurrection. That Jesus Christ would be laid in the soil. Something would go on without us even kind of really knowing what it, and then there would be this announcement of the kingdom of heaven that it is here for us to be able to access. There was this great moment of victory that they're saying, yes, that moment is coming and the seed time is here for Jesus to go through that. But again, it's not coming in a way that you would necessarily be expecting it. Then it comes to the parable of the, the mustard uh, seed. Uh, these are the mustard seeds, uh, but I was kind of uh, curious as to what mustard plants look like. So a little bit of Googling helps everyone. So apparently, this is what mustard plants look like. And, uh, and, the, and the subtlety here is that in reality, they wouldn't have wanted mustard plants in their gardens. The way that mustard, grow, mustard plants grow, apparently, is kind of like um, your blackberry bush. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit out of control. And if they put it in their nice, neat rows in their veggie gardens, as they did, and to be fair, most of us do, although don't look at our veggie garden, that's not the case. Uh, you know, if they put it in their nice, neat rows within their veggie gardens, they planted these mustard seeds, the mustard plants that would grow would take over. They'd make a mess of the place. They would, they would spread out of those nice, neat rows, and they'd begin to take over uh, the, the rest of the veggie patch. It was, it was a better image for those that were listening to hear would have been the mighty cedars of Lebanon. The kingdom of God is like the mighty cedars of Lebanon. It's stately, it's grand, it's big, it's impressive. 
But no, Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is more like your mustard seed. And it grows into a mustard plant. And it's not nice and neat and ordered. You you can't organize the kingdom of God on your own. Sure, you can try and run church, but you can't organize the kingdom of God. (laughs) Anyone who knows anything, you know, tried to run church or been involved, you know how chaotic it can be, right? Oh, no, 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 no. But he's saying that the kingdom, that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's, it grows with this dynamic, this organic uh, sort of thing. It's through a conversation with someone. It's a relationship with someone that, that, that moves and births and, and starts something else. I was even thinking of um, the wedding last night. I didn't watch it, so if I get the details wrong, please, again, please forgive me. But, but the, uh, the guy who presented the message, I understand was a big, uh, I don't know if he's big, but a black American um, preacher. And I was just like, what? where was the little seed that happened in that journey? And when was the last time that that many people who are watching get to hear something of the gospel. You know, two billion, was it? There was, there was watching or there in the flesh. You know, like that's, that's pretty cool. I, I bet it just started with some little seed, some connection along the way that led to that moment. Uh, the, the context in which this is, is talked about that Luke 13 reveals to us is that uh, Jesus has just been praying for a woman uh, who has been bent over with, uh, for 18 years. And uh, we don't know exactly why she's bent over, but she's been bent over for 18 years. It's on the Sabbath, and he comes in, he lays a hand on her, and she's healed. And again, this little seed moment of the kingdom, that, that it wouldn't necessarily have meant that much to those that were around that woman. But man, it would have meant a lot to her. And in reality, it's actually still having a ripple effect today, right? That we still read about it, we're still inspired by it, just that small mustard seed type moment of Jesus bringing an act of freedom into that woman's life. A small moment of experiencing the kingdom of God. And as I've mentioned, within each of these stories, patience it's needed. <laughs> the patience of the farmer to wait for the seed to grow, the, the patience of the, uh, the birds to wait in the parable of mustard seed before it's ready for them to be able to shelter in their branches. The, the patience of the woman who's baking the bread for the yeast to do its work to cause the bread to rise. And so it is with us that we, we wait Somehow it seems that that Jesus was wanting to teach his disciples that the kingdom of God would, yes, indeed, fully arrive, but it wasn't going to be this sudden big bang sort of moment. You know, it's this this waiting that's involved in it. And so it kind of raises the question of, well, how do we do that? Okay, so there's something that's going on. We recognize that a, a seed that we have in our hand is to be planted into the life of somebody else e.g. we give them a word of encouragement or we talk to them about God, about something. And then this, this idea of patience, okay, we've got to, we've got to wait. Uh, N.T. Wright puts it uh, brilliantly again. He says this, we wait. 
with patience, not like people in a dark room wondering if anyone will ever come with a lighted candle, but like people in early morning who know that the sun has risen and are now waiting for the full brightness of midday. Like a day like this morning that it's been raining and overcast and yucky, but this morning it was sunny and, and there was just, as that early morning just sun began to break, we know that sunshine is coming. We wait with expectation of what's going to take place with those seeds that God's given us to be able to plant into other people's lives. We wait with hope. And we wait trusting. We don't need to be the one in control of it. We can just be the ones that plant the seeds, put the yeast in, so to speak. One of the things that I, I really love um, uh, with being dad at the moment is that Al is getting towards an age where it's a little less so, but, but they both still love bringing me their creations, their pictures that they've drawn, their, uh, their cards that they've made for somebody else. And, and normally it's Annalise, and, uh, and it's, it's as I walk in the door, uh, and she says, Daddy, 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 I've got, something, I've got something to show you. I've got something to show you. And so she'll come and grab me, close your eyes, close your eyes. And she'll, she'll kind of lead me through the lounge. I've really got one eye open because I'm, I'm probably about to whack into like, the couch or stand on something. Anyway. And then there's this grand unveiling you know, of this, this Lego masterpiece, this little village that she's made. And it was hilarious because uh, I was literally thinking about this and as I was preparing this message, you know, writing away, and, uh, and she came into the room with one of her creations. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic timing. I thought, I've got to take a photo of this. So this is Annalise's picture that she was pumped to show me. Now, I know that you know what it is, but just in case those in the back is a little bit more difficult to see. Or something. So here we've got, she had great, uh, you know, great joy in telling me all about it. There's a, this is a fireworks display. So in the middle, there's fireworks going up, and then the fireworks are crashing on the left and right, and the sun's in there as well. Not sure why the sun's in there. <laughs> you know, she doesn't have any concept of whether it's good or not, whether it's good enough for me. And it's not like I, as a dad, then sit her down and say, hey, <laughs> you know, that's great, Annalise, but, you know, like, really? I mean, come on, you could have done something with the colour, at least, <laughs> you know? And, oh, my goodness, the sunshine. What, the sun, if you want good fireworks, the sun's not... You know, I would be an idiot, wouldn't I? You know? <laughs> of course, that's not going to be my response. My response is, that's fantastic. What an awesome picture. Tell me all about it. It's unfortunate that along the way, somehow, we lose the courage to bring what we've created. We lose the courage to take that little handful of seeds that, that we acknowledge are little and bring them to somebody else, or even to bring them to God. Somewhere along the way, we, we get this idea that it's, it's actually not good enough. But there is great joy me as a dad to just see joy in my child. Doesn't it have to be good. I just I just love her attempt. I love the joy that she has in creating. And I'm convinced that God's the same. 
that he doesn't need your seeds to be magnificent and marvelous and better than everybody else's. He just wants you. He just wants those little seeds, those little moments, those little attempts, and he gets great joy out of seeing us with that little handful of seeds seek to plant them somewhere. As we bring our little, our God can do big. He can do big with our little handfuls of seeds. And that's just what it's about this morning. Just recognizing what it is that we... It's it's asking for those seeds to be implanted in us first. And again, if you're here in church and God is kind of a new thing, a new concept, first and foremost, we want you to know that God loves you and is for you and is with you. And we want those types of seeds to be planted into your life. But then equally so, we we receive seeds so that we can plant seeds into others, right? And for us to begin to recognize what that little handful of seeds is that we've got within our own life, within our own context, within our own stories, within our own workplaces, within our own families, that little moment of time, that little conversation that you could have, that little little thought that you've, you've already had of what God might be kind of stirring you towards, and then just be courageous enough to begin to plant them. And I just thought that as we kind of conclude this morning, in fact, if I could ask the band to come join me again, I just thought it would be cool to, um, for us to kind of identify what those seeds might be within our own lives. And I know that we can kind of talk in general terms. You know, we can talk about how you know, we need the seeds of loving others or we, we need the seeds of, of doing good. But I'd actually really love it, just as we, as we finish up, just to, just to take it that little one step further and actually identify, okay, what would be a seed that I either need to receive from God or one that I need to be planting? Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.